0: There's a saying of another level, another devil. And that will always come into play if you are in that arena of growth. I think what scared me, you
1: know, when I was an, um, an entrepreneur in my early 20s was I was like, will it ever get easier? But I think that was very closely linked to the fact that I wasn't giving myself the best fighting
0: chance to take on these challenges. I've got an ice pack on my knees with speak, and it now... Over the last few days, particularly from day nine, it's really it's really changed in terms of that motivation's changed. Mm. And I've now gone into, no, this is fucking now getting into where I need to go grit and I need to go discipline. It should be like getting on a ride at amusement
1: park. It should be like, listen, you've got your safety belt on. The chance of this going wrong is really, really low buckle up and let's have a great time doing it let's scream a little bit let's (laughs) let's regret it halfway through but then when you get off you're like let's go again let's go again
2: who wants to be an entrepreneur this isn't a quiz show this is reality a real life discovery of what it really takes to be an entrepreneur Welcome to a new season of podcast episodes of personal and business coaching topics and techniques around the three pillars of HEW, health, excellence, and wealth. HEW is introducing guests to the Who Wants to Be an Entrepreneur show based on their own personal experiences, a full real-life account of trials and tribulations of what it takes.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Who Wants to Be an Entrepreneur podcast. My name is Lauren Brady, and I'm joined today by Helen Williams. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> who just waved at the screen, even though she knows it's audio? <laughs> um, we Not are as well I'm prepared for all angles, Lauren. All angles. Um, we are today on episode ninety-seven. We are hurtling towards episode one hundred extremely quickly, and we will hit that milestone uh, by the end of November, which is exciting. And um, today's conversation, we want to have a chat about pushing through barriers and in particular pushing through new barriers as and when they arise and this is something that we obviously have personal experience from because we are we are human we are operating in the in the business area just like you are Um, and you know we just have all of these normal challenges and um, experiences coming at us day to day so we have an interesting conversation lined up so buckle up we are glad to have you with us so, Helen, let's jump straight in. The first thing that I have here is the misconception and where people, myself included, and I put myself very much in this camp, have the misconception that there'll be an end in sight where the challenges stop or where it'll be okay when. And it's a, it's a saying that, you know, you know, I'm sure you've used, I've certainly used, when I get to X point, When I complete on this project, when this other thing happens, then I'll look at that. Then it'll be okay. Then I'll feel successful. So where do you stand on that misconception?
0: The thing is, we tend to focus just on the short term even though in our dreams and visions, for example, we think longer term. So there's there's always, a, there's always a, a mismatch there between where the focus is in terms of our doing and our action taking to where our actual visions are in the long term. But what I will always say is there will always be challenges. There's always growth. There's always examples where you will be challenged to the core and need to step up and Even if that's not a challenge, if you are a a genuine entrepreneur and passionate, ambitious uh, business owner, you will be always striving for more and and for for new levels. And there's a saying of another level, another devil. And that will always come into play if you are in that arena of growth. Okay,
1: so there's a couple of things that you've said there that have um, gone off as a light bulb in my mind. You talk about how we focus on the future and then we also focus on today. So this is something when you're having challenges arise. Obviously, right in front of you, we can feel what's right in front of, in front of us, and the um analogy I use with all my clients is is, is, it's like being in the sea and there being waves sometimes the sea is very calm and you know you've gone out for a swim and there's hardly any current and you don't need to use lots of energy and you know you've got a lovely calm playing field ahead of you versus day when it's a storm and you know there's waves coming in right left center and you're getting battered and it takes all your energy just to stay afloat Mm -hmm. so when you mentioned there about living in today but looking at the future can you just expand on what you mean by that
0: yeah, it's a case of we're living today in terms of how we're firefighting or dealing with challenges, for example. And we think, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll just get on with this and then everything will be okay and everything will be bright and rosy and, and, and beautiful for how our vision and our uh, focus is on our future. But the fact is, even in the future, there's going to be challenges. Like, it's not just about getting through today. So I don't think, I don't think that it's a case of, you know, you just focus on where you're at. You have to keep focusing and preempting and planning almost for challenges and, um, you know, y- y- your next level game plan, really. So I'm going to challenge you a bit on this one. Does,
1: does that not fall into us being a bit negative or a bit pessimistic? No, I know some people to be listening to that thinking, well, come on, girls, does that mean there's always going to be? A problem or a hurdle ahead how is that different to us being negative or pessimistic
0: it's not it's not negative at all it's it's realistic you know it's it's looking at the it's looking at impacts and risks you know you you have to mitigate risk before they before they arise you don't go into a battle and think we don't need any contingency plans and everything's going to be all all right you, you you know you need to know what then plan b c d e is in case plan a doesn't go ahead like, you know, let, let, let's not put, like, you know, rose-tinted glasses on on this. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not a negative person. I'm not a, a pessimist. I'm a realist. I'm a bloody positive realist.
1: That's a really good way to put, to describe it. And I'm, 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 I am i realise I'm nodding into audio here now as well.
0: <laughs> so and if it's you're not watching... Getting so...
1: as well. It's getting you. Yeah, so... You can't see me nodding in agreement <laughs> with Helen. But I think that's... Do you know what, what sprung to mind for me, Helen, there was it's about being you know, very much looking for solutions and positivity. It's, But it's also then about having a realistic plan. And it's about, we don't live in, you know, fairy tales. We don't live in a Disney movie where there won't ever be any, troubles ahead so it's interesting as you talk about it in business or whether you talk about it in your personal life it's you know I can say this from experience you know we got married um a year and a bit ago and uh, you know it's always lovely you know the planning of the wedding and you know the day itself the weekend itself is it's wonderful but I remember you know we got married in a church so we had a pre-marriage course the Catholics love a good course <laughs> before they uh, get you up the aisle And the thing that I loved about it was the expectation of the day is just a day, but it's everything that comes after that. And it's all of the, you know, expectation you have that it's not all about flowers and a dress and a cake and a first dance. It's about the work and the graft and the experiences. And I think if anyone's listening to this who maybe is not self-employed or you're looking at how this applies to your life, it's a case of it's not just about one day, it's about the whole life that comes with it exactly
0: yeah and you know i've I spoke to a close friend of mine about these marriage courses because she also um did one with her husband before they got married and it was a case of like let's have a look at the small print and yeah. be absolutely eyes wide open what we're getting ourselves into because yeah. it's not all like let's skip off into the sunset and this is all going to be amazing like there are going to be times when you know the shit's going to hit the fan that we're not even going to like each other yeah Uh, and it is that because and that's the same in business sometimes you just like know helen it's so similar
1: to business and sometimes i've had this experience because i've i've not been in a business partnership like we are before um but i've seen it through other people who've been very close to me in my business connections and my family network that go into business partnerships just thinking that because we're both ambitious because we've both got you know a, sh- a shared vision or a goal that it'll work yeah. and it's the same if you can relate that to a marriage is that you may really love each other and may really want you know a happy ending. But the truth of it is, is that there's going to be times where you look at things from different point of views, because you're coming in with your own, you know, you're coming in with your own experience, you're coming in with your own uh, baggage, dare I say it, you know, your own good and bad points. And you're also looking at, you know, the outcome in different ways. Yeah. So it's really interesting, especially with business partnerships, or even to the point if you're on a project with someone, and, you know, you're both contributing to the work and the tasks that are involved in it, really important that, you, you know, you have those expectations. And I'm not saying things are going to go terribly or I'm looking for a negative result, but really clear with the, hey, I expect there'll
0: be challenges and bumps in the road. Yeah. I mean that, you know, that's that's expectations, isn't it? And 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 being aware of being aware of that. And then what's acceptable as well. You know, mm-hmm. what are you, what are you prepared to accept? What you're prepared to challenge, what are you prepared to um take responsibility for? And do you know that's the thing, it's to taking responsibility for in
1: the in the hurdles and in the boundaries that are coming up okay so with that one kind of discussed to the end you've alluded to a point that I had there which is making peace like it's an acceptance for me of the challenges that are going to arise you kind of alluded to it in your last answer but it's kind of going through that in a bit more detail when you make peace with the idea that I don't expect a clear road ahead
0: yeah I don't like but why would you? You know that, that that again is going completely contrast to being a, a pessimist, to being somebody who's fucking bought into unicorns. Like you know, you, you can't have it both ways. Like I, I'm straight down the middle in terms of okay, well you know we, we'll take the roof with the smooth. And I always think as well if you're if you're not growing, you're dying. So if there's something that's not challenging you, if there's something that you're not learning fucking go out there and make it happen mm. like go out there and challenge yourself go out there and learn something yeah like and that's not that's not creating adversity by the way that's not you know looking for something that you know is, is going to really destroy you and and all of that it, it's not but it this again it depends on it depends on the person for sure in terms of you know their capacity, you know, what turns them on, um what, what their what their ability is to take take different levels of pressure. But I, I just I, I'm just a firm believer that you know comfort zones are, are quickly adapted to. And you know we we've learned that time and time again um, where you know we can overcome something and then the next thing we're like Oh, well, this is nice, isn't it? And then you're looking around and you're thinking, well, nothing's changed here. Yeah, nothing's changed because you've soon got used to it. you soon now, got if the playing not- field changes. You get used to the next level of the playing
1: field. Yeah. I think what I, I was always scared of, and I don't mind throwing my hand up really honestly with this, is that it's this idea of making peace with there always being more challenges. To come, and there's always going to be more boundaries that I need to break, and there's always going to be more things that I need to push through. And it's this idea of it being relentless and it never, you know, never getting a chance to come up for air. Now, it's a different conversation that we've done podcasts and loads of live videos on, but I think this is where you get the balance right of when you're putting yourself first you know, and we do have this conversation almost daily on our socials, which is hashtag you first. Yeah. When you are looking after yourself, when you're looking after your health, when you're looking after your energy, when you are putting yourself as an, the most important part of the strategy, then it's okay to, to look at the other side of it and go, because I'm looking after myself, I know I'm ready for the challenges. I think what scared me, you know, when I was an, um, an entrepreneur in my early 20s, was I was like, will it ever get? easier but I think that was very closely linked to the fact that I wasn't giving myself the best fighting chance to take on these challenges yeah. so if you're coming from a place of of lack of scarcity of fear then the chance it's basically like being in a boxing ring and thinking I've just had a right pounding <laughs> I've only just stood up and got back on my feet and then another opponent to come in and is knocking 10 bells out of me so yeah. I think that was that was something that I personally could identify with I don't know have you ever had that Dialogue or that experience where, you're like, will it ever get easier?
0: I can't think of an example just at this moment in time. I've got a couple of clients in mind that I'm thinking of um, with that. And yeah, that is a very, very fine line between, you know, pushing what we're saying here is about pushing comfort zones and, you know, testing yourself to new levels. But what happens is when people are starting to realise um, how important it is to invest in themselves and, and check out you first as a mentality and a lifestyle change, you can't then be just keep pushing and pushing and pushing on that door because then it does become constructive. What we always say to people when you know when you're adopting that new ethos is actually actually breathe, take a step back, take stock on the situation first and foremost. Right. Like you said, you know, if you're coming from that position of lack, you're unhappy, you're uncertain, you, you know, you're on that kind of like in-between eggshell kind of point of view. Mm-hmm. The worst thing that you can do is keep then going for new levels of, of challenge. So, you know, we need to get some stability. That's why we always say you first is a framework. It's the foundation. You can't build a house without foundations. That is the same for you. That is the same for your business. So what we'll, we'll, we'll always say is, yeah, on, on, one, on one breath, you know, we're, we're all for relentless freaking attitude. You know, that's what we're all about. But it needs to come from a solid foundation and a solid framework. And if that's not in place first and foremost, us, we wouldn't be condoning challenge
1: yeah do you know for me again I know I'm on audio here for majority of people I'm nodding and nodding and nodding because it makes so much sense to me in so many different areas not just in business not just in the examples we're going to run through now in a minute but it's this the saying that you I remember you saying it to me so often Helen is this idea that do things ever get easier let's be honest no the difference is you get stronger you get better you get more resilient you know you get more grit within you you get used to being able to you know in that that, uh, metaphor of the sea if a wave knocks you down and you're on the you know you're on the floor for a couple of seconds versus a couple of minutes so it's not how often you get challenged or how many times you have that feeling of deflation or crikey, have we got another challenge ahead of us? It's how how strong are you to get back up again? And that's everything to do with foundations. It's everything to do with your asset as an individual and as a business that comes from it. So yeah, I'm nodding profusely, very excitedly at that. (laughs) Okay, so let me take you down the next bit then. The example I wanted to give people because... I think when we're talking about this from our own experience, and I really want to dive into this next, Helen, which is the challenge that you're going through in November, which is so exciting. So I'm so impressed, so impressed, and even a little bit jealous, dare I say it. But for me, when I'm listening to podcasts or I'm listening to any experience of an individual, I can then relate back to what it pings into my mind. So what for you, came up first when it was really challenging and you were like will this ever get easier or is it just me getting stronger what are the things
0: for you that came up well first and foremost just for any listeners that aren't aware of the challenge then that I've set is through lockdown in England and the UK um, we had uh, 28 days worth of lockdown where all the gyms were closed so a couple of days before this come into fruition I was sat at home thinking, okay, so what what shall I do for a method of exercise? So I chose running, Uh, get out there, put my running trainers on and just get out. And I've, I've committed to doing 5K per day over the 28 days, which amounts to 140 kilometers. Never run that far ever in my life. Don't even like running. And, you know, I can say that passionately and with so much vigor because it still doesn't change. I still don't like running. Um, but what I've done with that is roll it out even further and get everybody else involved. So I'm nominating people from different social media platforms every day to get involved, and we're collectively then raising money for the children's hospital up here in Sheffield that look after then practically the the whole of the North for um, you know the specialisms for uh, cancer and leukemia treatments for children up to I think it's the age of sixteen um so it's a fantastic cause and it's amazing
1: well, cause and this and the amount of people within the hw community and our own networks they've got behind it's just immense so i'm going to come into the challenge in a lot of detail now in a minute okay. but what i just want to make sure that we get out here so if people can really get their head stuck into it and take this task away and work work it through themselves is what you had to work on to get stronger at that challenged you at the beginning and still challenges you now but you've got stronger at yeah, well
0: at first, even though I don't like running, the first run that I did, so bearing in mind I've not warmed up into this. So running is not part of my regime at the, the gym. I spin and I, I do body pump. Um and anything else then is hiking, hill walking, that kind of thing. I don't I don't run. It's not part of my it's not part of my routine. So the first couple of runs I found it hard physically, like muscular like was challenging my hip flexors hurting things like that but I enjoyed it per se like you know as much as I could because I knew then that you know I'd got other people involved and you know there was it was exciting because it was a new start of a new challenge and I felt I actually felt motivated now I'm on day 12 I've got an ice pack on my knees with speak and it now over the last few days, particularly from day nine, it's really it's really changed in terms of that motivation's changed mm-hmm. and I've now gone into, no, this is fucking now getting into where I need to go grit. And I need to go discipline. Like there's no motivation now, apart from the fact of what the cause is for and other people's words of encouragement and things like that. And
1: yeah, knowing that you have so many people behind you. But I mean, you're saying you don't, you you came from a still start or running wasn't in your routine. However, when we mentioned before about challenges and then having the strong foundation, you are incredibly healthy. You are fit. You do exercise five, six, seven times a week. Sometimes you um, have run half marathons before, you know, again, like you, (laughs) I'm going to add an S onto the end, multiple. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you are someone who is able to lace up and go for a 5k run I think where and full credit to you Helen is it's it's a level of endurance now you know running every single day for 28 days and you know you know five kilometers you know it's not a small distance you know you're running for anywhere between 25 35 40 minutes depending on your route and your incline but you did have a foundation but what you've done is you have really stretched it so like let, let let me ask you this dead straight on why did you need why did you do it what came into it? I mean, you could have kept healthy in lots of ways. You didn't have to make it public. You didn't have to raise money. You didn't have to do it with 30, 28 days or 30 days, you know, on the bounce. Why did you set it?
0: To test myself, to push my own barriers, to push my own zones, basically, of what I'm capable of. I've never done anything like this before. So how can I sit there at home and say, oh, I can't do that? How do I know I can't do it? Because I've never tried it. Like, you know, it's a case of I, I... I just felt that there was something within me for particularly for this lockdown that I was like, no, nah, I need to, I need to go, I need to go out here or out here and do something different and really, really start to test my own metal."
1: Now I'm going to ask you here again, you, you put it out there publicly. You're extremely good at this on social media. You know, it's something you're known for by pretty much everyone who we come into contact with in business. They're like, yeah, if she says she's going to do it, she's going to do it. That is a new level. Of responsibility and there's eyes on you. How's that been? How's other people's expectations been? What have other people's perception been of hell and running every day for 28 days?
0: Everybody else seems a lot more confident than I do. They really do. The words of support has been incredible. And they're like, oh, you know, you'll smash it, you know, you'll find it easy. They must think I'm some form of woman machine. Um, and I'm really not. Um, And as I have said from day nine to today, I have started to find it a lot more challenging. The run itself is fine. It's just the physicality of it. And I'm starting to feel tired. I've not had a, you know, I've not had a day off from it. Normally I wouldn't exercise without a rest day at all like you know i've been fueling well i've been resting as much as i can i'm doing as much as i can to warm up properly cool down properly you know i've purchased knee supports i've purchased so much kinesiology tape and deep heat and like you name it i've got it and i'm throwing it all at it um but people seem to be a lot more confident than i do and that's not me throwing doubt into the mix there but i just know how my body feels and i know how like Put it put it this way in, in 28 day, in a 28 day cycle i know that i have down days <clears throat> i know that i have days where i i feel exhausted and i have still got to keep myself accountable to actually get up and go out on those days and i've had a couple of those days already where I'm like, oh, i have like i don't feel like i've got it in me or i've got like a thumping headache or i'm really tired or all of that, and I, you know, I, I physically can't get out of it now. I, I, I've got to make it happen. So, yeah, as, as, as much as I'm thrilled to bits with everybody's uh, confidence in me and backing, mm. I have noticed a little bit more, um, again, realism through my mindset and dialogue, particularly when I've been running. Yesterday, for example, I shuffled around yesterday, I've, I shuffled around a beautiful, beautiful route. my knees were hurting and I was like shit I've got another I've got another 17 days of this I've got another 85 90 kilometers to nail yeah you know if my if my body's not going to hold up now what am I going to do like I've got all of these people expecting me to complete this you know I've got I've got a vast amount of sponsorship coming in on a daily basis I've got so much public support I'm like shit what am I going to do if like my body doesn't hold up what am I what are my alternatives
1: so let me ask you this, Helen, by putting yourself in the public domain and, um, you know, and I'm, I'm not trying to make out like we're, you know, putting you on the front of the national newspaper or anything like that. But you stood up there and you have put your hand up and said, this is what I'm going to do. And this is why your why is very clear. It's for you personally to challenge yourself. You've also got very, very closely linked to that is your connections uh, with the children's hospital and the fundraising that you have continued to do for them over the years. I think are you near a thousand pound now already? Yeah. OK, so we're only halfway through and you're already at a thousand pounds. So I can imagine that number, you know, really going through the roof, which is amazing. You know, your expectation was, I think, what, four or five hundred?
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. So we've already doubled that. But what what I want to get to the crux of here is, does it sometimes make you regret that you say things in public and that you put yourself out there? Do you ever think, Christ, Helen, can you just do something and not have other people's eyes on you? No.
0: Yeah.
1: No hesitation in that? No, was there?
0: No, not at all. Like, no, honestly. I, I've told you before I live by the sword and I die by the sword. I, I always think, right, and I, I have thought about this in in a lot of detail. And this is this is me coming from a coach perspective, not a not an individual taking on a challenge that could have a an element of ego in that, let me just say. The goal is not going to change. How I get there could possibly change. Okay because if my knees if my don't hold up, I'm gonna to have to look at alternatives. I have said I will get this done by hook or by crook and even if I have to crawl, right? So if that changes, and for example, I take a rest day and then I put a 10K onto another day, for example, so it's not then a consistent, consecutive run, running regime, then I will do that. The course could potentially change. Because I have to look at, like what I've just said at the beginning of the podcast, I have to look at contingencies. I have to look at plan A, B, C, D, E. Yeah. If things don't go in an ideal, optimistic frame of mind. So I, I have to look at these things, but the goal will not change. 28 days, 140 kilometers, that is getting nailed in whatever context. Okay, that, That's just from me and then the, the, the hundreds of people that are taking part in it as well. They're all all doing their part and they're all running their own mileage and they've got their own tests. You know, we're getting people off off the sofa. We're getting people motivated, again, to get active and really start looking at their lifestyle. Um, And, again, that's a motivating factor for me. But the the pressure of the public domain is, for me, a positive, constructive one.
1: And it works really well for you. Like this is, I think this is a takeaway for me is that for some people, they wouldn't be ready for that level of accountability yet. They wouldn't be ready for the input that you're getting, even though it's so positive, Helen. I know from the conversations we've had that it can feel like pressure. For you, that's positive pressure. For someone else, that could be, you know, a little bit too much impact that then drives them back into the ground. So I want to, I just want to, I want to finish on this one, Helen, is about the internal dialogue, right? Because you've just mentioned that and you've just done it superbly, but you went into coach mode. Now you're human, just like everybody else is. You run businesses, like many of the people listening to this do, okay? But you, you are not immune you have done this work and continue to do this work internally and on yourself all the time. Okay, so you've got this internal dialogue. What kind of stuff is coming up in your head? Like, give us an insight into the negative Nancy shit that's going around in your head during
0: these runs. Ouch! <laughs> uh, this music shit. Why did I bother starting this? I've had enough more than I can chew. I can't wait to get home and eat all sorts.
1: You mentioned one before that um, I know that comes up a lot for me when I'm running, when I'm thinking, like when I'm doing longer distances, whether it be 10, 20, 30 kilometres, I'm looking at it and going, I'm five kilometres in, I've got another 20 to go and trying to maintain your focus on the step that's right ahead of you, the kilometre that's right ahead of you and not think like you're how many down at the moment? What, what's the numbers?
0: Um, I'm on day 12, which I'm going out for now, which will be, uh, that'll take me down to 90 kilometers.
1: Okay. So it's having that number in your head and thinking, yes, I've got 60 kilometers in the bag, but I've got another 90 to go. Yeah. So how do you reframe that Helen? Or do you reframe that in the moment? I think this is something that, especially when people get into the crux of it, like we all have thoughts we all have this dialogue we all have a voice in our head and so often this is the crux of what we get to with clients is I'm like what's your little devil on your shoulder what's that voice saying to you how are you speaking to yourself that no one else is hearing but that's the stuff that's on loop and on loudspeaker all day every day so do you reframe it in the moment what do you say to yourself give us give us it all i don't
0: i don't have a i don't have a negative demon voice I really don't I have a lot of noise like what I've just said about the ouch the music the you know what am I having for my dinner that's noise and I have to calm that sometimes because it, it infuriates me I have to calm it and put it out and just and I actually say to myself come on just enjoy this try and enjoy it you know you're doing a great thing take it in your stride and what I have to what I have to put on repeat is relax and take the chunk that I'm dealing with at that time. Every single footstep, I've said this to you, that one of my one of my biggest fears is injury. Because I, I know full well that I'm doing it. I've already visioned the the, the end of it. You know, I, I I've got I've got these amazing, like great visions for the end of this and what it means in terms of the, the sponsorship and the awareness that we're raising for the children's hospital and things like that. I, I've already visioned it. Like it's already done in my mind. My biggest fear is, is the physicality, keeping up with it. So every single run that I go on, my, my dialogue is, okay, just be sensible, relax, be careful where you're putting your feet, Because even like, I've gone on, on a couple of trail runs around um, the reservoir and things, you've got tree roots, you've got stones, you've got things like that. And I am just like, you know, just, just be really mindful of where you're stepping like you know you're not jumping up and down curves if I'm going around if I'm going around the, the streets of Sheffield and you know round by the river and things like that I'm just really mindful because I'm taking that chunk because at any one time I've only got that one one 5k that I'm doing that one day that I need to tick off yes when you add it up over the the larger scale of it and you, you know you're deducting it off the 140 every day that, you know, that's a, that's a great achievement. It's a great feeling of um, self-fulfillment. But at any one time, I only focus on that one day at a time. And that, for me, just helps, yeah. me, helps me relax into it. Because, you know, I'm focused on the outcome, right? And I always say this, focus on the outcome, not how I feel at the time. So I'm focused on the outcome because I've already visioned it. I already know, like, you know what that's going to feel like and, and the achievement and all of these amazing faces that you know, are checking in every day and, and keeping accountable to their part of their mileage. It's just incredible. But at, at the time, I just, I'm just focused on what I've got to do. Yeah. I- say, like, don't, don't be overwhelmed by the greatness of a vision that you've got. Like, I know where we want to take the business in five years' time. I'm not overwhelmed today on the, what day are we I'm 16th of November, 2020. I'm not overwhelmed by the enormity of that. I can only do what I've got and what, what's in my power and my capability today. And it's the same for the runs.
1: Uh, do you know, I think that's a brilliant thing for us to end it on, Helen, because um, I've just wrote down a couple of things here, um, you know, that I, even listening to you, describe that dialogue and describe how you reframe it, describe the way that you break it down and you talk to yourself. Um, Obviously, I'm not surprised. I'm lucky that, you know, having been coached by you and being in business with you, I know the way that you process and think. But if I can sum this up from what I've taken from your experiences – Taking one step at a time is absolutely key. And that's in everything, whether it be, you know, the task that you're currently got your head in at work, whether it be, you know, setting up that business idea, whether it be getting through the challenge, you know, some of the challenges um, that, you know, we discuss that, you know, let's put running and exercise aside, but that you don't necessarily get they don't stop being challenging, you know, getting up in the morning um, and, you know, having an exercise routine, public speaking, selling or closing a sale and family or personal situations. These will always come up. They will literally always come up. You would have to be subhuman or have (laughs) a completely solitude life if you didn't ever have these challenges, but we can only ever take all of them one step at a time. Being in the here and now really stood out to me from what you said there. And I know you're someone who, you know, your favorite book is I tell everybody it's power. Now read the power now, Helen, Helen's telling us always read power now, but being in the here and now is all we can do. But by, by, while being in the here and now, don't be afraid to look at the outcome. Don't be afraid to think about the future. You just mentioned it there. You visualize it. You know what it's going to look like. You know what it's going to feel like. And then, take in that breath, like with everything that we're doing, you know, we're not here as, <laughs> you know, talking to you about a, a, a level of breathing, but when you are challenged, it's the first thing that we notice that goes, it's, it's the holding of your breath. It's a not taking a big inhale and an exhale, but that's so important for you when you're running But it's so important for all of us when we've got these challenges ahead because, you know, the mind can be racing, the dialogue's going off the scale, you're doubting yourself, you're doubting, you know, everything around you, you you're looking at things that you can control, can't control, and the noise is just off the frigging scale. So, you know, just having that stop and go and have a breath, the plan can change. I don't know many people who set out on plan A and that's the way it went, but making sure that you, you know, all of those things that you've discussed there, Helen, thank you so much for giving us a real raw insideness of that because we all have it. And I think, you know, pushing through new boundaries, pushing through new comfort zones, it doesn't need to be painful. It doesn't need to be scary. It should be like getting on a ride at an amusement park. It should be like, listen, you've got your safety belt on. The chance of this going wrong is really, really low. Buckle up and let's have a great time doing it. Let's scream a little bit. Let's <laughs> let's regret it halfway through, but then when you get off, you're like, oh, let's go again. Let's go again. So it is a roller coaster, and hopefully, one that we can uh, we can enjoy and take satisfaction in when we get off.
0: Yeah, brilliant. I mean, yeah, you, you've summed it up nicely there. You know, plans do change, but that's life, isn't it? Like, what business? What business? What, entre- what business owner? What entrepreneur? Go, goes upwards on a, on a nice beautiful trajectory it is the
1: ones in our dreams of unicorns Helen they're the only exactly, ones exactly. <laughs> 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 guys that's always it. that is it from us today thank you so much for being with us and um, as always we love to hear from you you can get hold of us on all of our social media challenge uh, uh, channels should I say um, we are always the most active Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please do take a screenshot, add it to your story, add it to your socials, uh, and tag HEW Coaching. Reviews mean an awful lot. We would really, again, just love to get your feedback, but it also helps us on the charts for podcasts so that more people can find and search us. Uh, and if you've listened to this today and it's triggered something within you and you want to know more and thinking, this is this is a bit that gets me stuck, I, I you know, I get scared when I'm challenged or when I think of the next obstacle that I'm going to have to overcome or the boundary I'm going to push through, get in touch. This is exactly what we do. Uh, We work through um, one-on-one this with people. We have workshop environments that are becoming available. If you want to know more, don't sit on the sidelines, jump in. Hopefully you've got to know me and Helen even more over the course of this conversation. So wherever you are, whatever time of day it is, have a good one and we look forward to speaking to you again next week.
2: Thank you for listening to the HEW podcast. For continued support, please subscribe using iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play or SoundCloud. And if you've enjoyed the episode, please leave a five-star review on your download platform. Tune in for more value and more content the same time next week.